watching that uh, that Kavanaugh hearing? Did you guys watch that? Yeah, one person. It's a weird thing to clap for, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you can probably still catch it online. That's the best television I ever watched in my life. I'm just I'm telling you, it was, it was a good, entertaining time. And uh, if you didn't follow the story, this is what happened. Guy, you, you know, he wants to go to the Supreme Court. Some lady accuses him of sexual assault. They decide, all right, we got to look into this. And then his big argument was like, listen, I didn't do this whole sexual assault thing. And not just that, I kept a calendar of every day when I was in high school. And I'm thinking about it like, if you kept a calendar of yourself in high school, do you think you're going to write attempted rape into it? <laughs> like, went to basketball practice and then discovered I need to get better at raping. Uh, apparently I'm not that great with women's clothing. <laughs>
was probably not just the weirdest heckle I've ever received, but it might be one of the weirdest heckles that's ever happened in a comedy club. I was on stage telling uh, one of my better dick jokes, which, you know, that's all I really have. It's just a lot of dick jokes. This is one of the better of my dick jokes. And I, I was only halfway through the joke. This wasn't even the punchline. And this guy, I, I mean, all right, well, I'm going to roll the tape and then uh, we'll get into some news. Here it goes. I was reading about this sociology professor running an experiment to see if there was, like, a correlation between dick size and self-esteem. <laughs> Did you just say, is there? Yes. You, yes, thank you. <laughs> Boyworth will tell you, absolutely, we don't need scientists figuring out that one, right? They can work on more important shit. Like, yeah, of course. Like, dude, I can answer that for you. If I had a big dick, I wouldn't wear pants. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like these are for other people i don't need these you know that's the case i'm taking my pants up and leaving oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, oh, oh. No, well fucking go for it myself like a b plus on handling that but my dude i mean that that's about as weird of a heckle as they come so happy to share that one with you guys all right um so let's get right into the news first news story i want to highlight is i was reading an article about the plans for a 13 billion dollar jfk overhaul and i'm reading through the article and they're talking about how they are going to turn john f kennedy airport into a destination location you know, the ideal place for all those who want to experience the stress of traveling without ever actually going anywhere. And I just want to tell you, that is the ultimate bullshit because I saw them do the exact same thing when they got government money for Giant Stadium. They talked about how it was going to be a destination location, which was never going to happen. The, the Giant Stadium traffic is the worst thing in... I, 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 
I used to love going to Giants games, and you would dread leaving that thing. Like, you'd have to get hammered just because of the nightmare of trying to leave the place. Uh, and they pulled the same thing. They said it was going to be a destination location they put up, which was basically looked like abandoned warehouse. Not abandoned warehouse, like abandoned ship storage units. And the whole thing, it never be. No one ever traveled to Giants Stadium for anything other than Giants games. Uh, so, okay. Next article I want to highlight, we know that there's been a lot of these sexual assault cases that have been coming out, going out in the news. And the Wall Street Journal, which is really the only place we go to for our news, they had an article um, basically about this lady who it seems was pretty clearly sexually assaulted. And they're breaking down all of the things she's trying to do to get justice in the sexual assault case and how it just doesn't seem to be moving forward. And it's highlighting all the problems that exist in trying to get justice when you were legitimately sexually assaulted. Here was the title of the article, Sexual Assault Accusation in New Jersey Exposes a National Dilemma. And the one thing I'm afraid of is, are all these articles about sexual assault maybe going to encourage men that you can get away with this? Like, think about it. You know, even Harvey Weinstein, he had a pretty good run out of it. You know, if, like, you're a fat dude, you can't get laid. Maybe 60 years of sexual assault is worth getting busted later in life. I don't know. I'm just saying we're putting a lot of information out there exposing the fact that apparently it's not that hard to get away with. All right. Next article. And this one's super dated. It was more of a Yosef topic. Uh, I really wanted to delve into the Cynthia Nixon thing. I know that that's super dated. We haven't done an episode for a while. But one of the things that cost her the election was she was eating a raisin bagel with locks, which when Yosef's back on air, that's something that we're going to have to get into because I, I think that combo is unexcusable. I, I think automatically you see someone do that and you're like, I can't trust this person. That is straight up disgusting. And I both like I like a toasted raisin bagel with cream cheese and I love my locks. Don't get me wrong. But those two things, they're not supposed to be combined. But this, I I love this line. So when she lost, she put this out. Um, This was her statement after losing was Cynthia Nixon campaign blames extremely high turnout for election loss to Andrew Cuomo, (laughs) which she's basically saying, I didn't realize there were that many people that didn't like me. (laughs) Like, I mean, I realized I I wasn't likable and I didn't put together a good campaign, but I just didn't realize there were that many people who didn't like me who were going to show up. All right. Uh, next article that I want to highlight is Donald Trump. He's always keeping things interesting. So I, I came across this article from the independent and I don't know how you guys feel about the independent. Let me know. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. We're in full force right now. This podcast is back maybe weekly. We'll, we'll find out. Kind of depends on, uh, Yosef's wife right now. <laughs> He's not going to be happy with me when we actually release this episode, but that's okay. Uh, what are friendships for if not to just piss off and be an asshole to your friends? That's why they're there. So independent let me know what you think i get mixed feelings about the independent because they do carry these like articles that no one else seems to have the inside scoop on uh but more often than not they seem somewhat truthful so let me know rob's newsroom at gmail.com i'm always game to interact send me an email if you got any other uh news stories you think we should highlight here you want to say what's up you're going to come to new york city you want to come get uh drunk with me at lol hit me up rob's newsroom at gmail.com so here was the article U.S. politics, uh, John Kelly John Kelly fires White House, uh, the fucking article titles. Basically, what the article was about was that apparently Donald Trump multiple times has tried to file, fire John Kelly, but since John Kelly is the guy who, uh, like, actually takes care of the paperwork and the formalities of firing people, John Kelly just ignores him and keeps on showing up. And I, I feel like that's almost so Trumpian that Trump would respect it. You show up, I thought I fired you yesterday. 
you're just gonna you're gonna say okay i respect everyone can learn something from this guy i don't know that just seems so great just getting fired from that's almost a like a george costanza move um and on that note donald trump he's had some pretty ridiculous tweets as of late the first one if you didn't catch this one this one was great but federal judge throws out stormy daniels lawsuit versus trump trump is entitled to full legal fees at fox news great now i can go after horseface and her third-rate lawyer in the great state of Texas. She will confirm the letter she signed. She knows nothing about me, a total con. How great is it to be Donald Trump and lie to a lady that you're going to get her on The Apprentice, you're going to make her career, you're going to elevate this person from porn star to mainstream celebrity, have sex a couple times, you never pull through on that, you don't do it, and then years later when she's saying, hey, I had an affair with Trump, which, okay, you know, that's the, the let the guy live his life. You know, you, you got fooled fair and square. <laughs> you get on uh, you get on the Twitter as the president of the United States and call her a horse face. Uh, you got to You got to love this guy. And then here was the next one where he said something that was like, you almost forget that you don't like Trump. Like he does these things and it, it's almost hard not to root for him. But after Kavanaugh was actually put into, uh, you know, nominated to the Supreme Court. People were out there and they were aggressively protesting it. You might have saw that insane footage of people actually banging on the doors of the Supreme Court. I think their chant was something like, hell no, Kavanaugh must go, something like that. Uh, so Donald Trump tweeted this while this was going on. This is this is Donald Trump's best moment yet. Hands down. Here it goes. He says, women for Kavanaugh and many, many others who support this very good man are gathering all over Capitol Hill in preparation for a 3 to 5 p.m. vote. It's a beautiful thing to see, and they are not paid professional protesters who are handed expensive, expensive signs. Big day for America. I love that. And then the next thing, which is a big win for Trump, is uh, all the shenanigans with Elizabeth Warren. So here was what he tweeted. Now that her claims of being an Indian heritage have turned out to be a scam and a lie, Elizabeth Warren should apologize for perpetuating this fraud against the American public. Harvard called her a person of color, amazing con, and would not have taken her otherwise. Harvard was out there going, listen, we've got an Indian here. This is how diverse we are. They literally, according to Trump, so I, I don't know when I say it's like more of a figuratively or a fictionally than a literally, but you get what I'm saying here. Apparently she might've gotten accepted on account of the fact that she was considered a native American. And clearly what it was, it was like one 164th. Like if she's a native American, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a black guy. I'm it, who maybe there's 100. I don't know. I don't really know my DNA. Maybe I, I should get it studied before I say that. But the point is she kind of got called out on her bluff on this one. I don't think that's going to work well for her. If uh, going into the next election, people are actually saying it might be the, the end of identity politics, which we'll, we'll see how that all pays out. But this brings me to, I want to talk about Harvard has been getting into some trouble for apparently not letting in enough Asians, that Asians are so smart that if they went solely off of academics at Harvard, uh, like a little bit more than 50% of the incoming classes would actually be Asian kids. And so firstly, part of what they do to avoid having that many Asians at Harvard, because, you know, not me, I'm not anti-Asian, but apparently Harvard is. Uh, so one of the things that they have, they call it uh, a personality rating, which is basically their way of saying Asians are boring. <laughs> 
they have all these different things. They review the Asians and then they give them low pers- personal ratings uh, so that they can let more white people in. And then what's great about this is now Harvard itself uh, is in court. And I love like when because to me, you know, Harvard's a business having who you want have people pay you guys make a lot of money with the uh with the donations i think you have a you have a good idea for who to accept into your college that they're going to go out and do well and donate money back to college that you guys can stay in the number one spot and keep making a shit ton of money i assume that's mostly what they're after but i don't know uh but on that note i love that like when these people who thought they were outside of the reach of government get pulled into court and told them like listen you got to run your business differently and i hope that every time that that happens uh maybe more people start realizing hey i don't want government here telling me how to run my business and then maybe harvard will become more libertarian i don't know that it will play out that way but that was my thought okay so now here was the big topic the big thing that we got to get into is all of the shenanigans that are going on between the Federal Reserve and Donald Trump. So here's what's fascinating. You got Donald Trump is actually calling out um, the Federal Reserve for what's going on with interest rates. And what's so interesting about that is that it actually calls attention to the fact that there's this other branch of government that's outside of us, the voting public, and perhaps doesn't work in our interest, which is fascinating. This is not something that I think usually comes up in politics. Uh, It's not something I think people are really made aware of. So I think in in the one side, I think it's a positive because I do think that the Federal Reserve uh, benefits big banks. I think it benefits, uh, you know, the people with the closest access. It b- benefits J.P. Morgan. It benefits Wall Street. There are a lot of people who win from the arrangement of the Federal Reserve and interest rates and who it makes money available to in fractional reserve banking. I don't think this is everyone's favorite topic, uh, so we're not going to get too into it. But I don't think that the Federal Reserve benefits you or me. Um, and I definitely don't think that I, I also definitely think that it creates bubbles in the economy. Uh, I don't love what's going on right now with inflation and high employment. But once again, as I continue to divulge details of what I'm not going to get into, I keep kind of mentioning these things. So it's interesting, and I think it's a positive for the American public to kind of learn that perhaps there are these, you know, areas of government that we don't vote for that are working against our interest, and that if we can get rid of these things, we could all be more prosperous. And I think that that's all terrific. Now, what really scares me about Trump and his attack on the Federal Reserve is that, like, I think if you look at the current, you know, state of the way that the... I guess the Federal Reserve works. It's essentially a representative outside of government um, by the banks. And it would make more sense to me that if someone had the ability, like if someone did have the ability to create money, it shouldn't be outside of government. So basically what I'm making an argument for, which is insane, I agree with you, is that if there is such a thing as a single bank that's going to create U.S. currency and have full control over things like interest rates, the dollar and whatever else they do, that should probably be nationalized. That probably shouldn't exact exist outside of, you know, voting government. Right now, I I don't think it should exist at all, but I do think between the two options of the current way it exists and maybe it being more nationalized and under the Congress or Senate's direct control would at least make more sense between the two. So let me just recap. I don't think it should exist at all. I think it works against our interests. I think it does represent people who's got a shit ton of money and it hands out, you know, favors to extremely wealthy people. It it lets people collect interest, print money out of nowhere. We could go on for this for days. um, And I wasn't really prepared to talk about it. And I'd also just end a part 
part of the problem. We have a new whiskey sponsor. So, you know, now is not the time or place to be getting into all those details that I keep telling you. I'm not going to get into the details and I get into the details, but let's not get too worked up about that. <laughs> so anyways, to recount, I think it would make more sense between the two options to nationalize it than to have it the way that it is. And so what scares me is if you got someone like Donald Trump telling you about how there's this independent agency that's working against your best interests, and then all of a sudden the um, we have a stock market crash or we have another depression and things get really bad, I think that's what opens up the doors to a possible dictatorship. I think that's what you know creates the opportunity for someone to step in. Almost what I, I, now I'm kind of talking outside of my scope of history, but what happened even with like the New Deals that things become really bad and someone steps in. And goes, we need government to step in and start taking care of these things for you because you're all fucked. You don't have food. You don't have the basic resources that you need. And no one really looks into the fact that people fucked with the free markets that you don't have these things anymore. Instead, they start looking at, hey, government needs to start providing it for you. And so it's a little bit scary to me that that's what kind of opens up the door to go, hey, look, there were these things outside of your control that have robbed us of our wealth. And so that's why me, Donald Trump, I need to take these things back under our control. We need to have me as the one leader to make sure that people don't continue to rob you of your wealth. Now, I'm not saying that that is going to happen, but I do think when things get really bad, that's when people get desperate for a quick solution and they'll rally behind, you know, one single individual. Uh, so I, uh, I don't love what's going on here. And, uh, I think it's very interesting to have the president kind of pointing out to the, to the masses, the problem of these institutions. But I do think that it does potentially set up some risks that we should all be aware of. Okay. Enough of that topic. Now, the last topic that I wanted to talk about is, uh, you had all this outrage with this, uh, I should have his name in front of me, even though I probably can't pronounce it. Okay, so you have all this outrage with the death of Kahasahogi. I have no idea how to pronounce the guy's name, but he was the reporter out of Saudi Arabia. I think he worked for the Washington Post. He was critical of the Saudi Arabian government. He goes to Turkey, and apparently the Saudi Arabian government has him killed while he's there. Now, here's what's very disturbing about what's going on with this story. So the media, they've been in an uproar. They've been saying that this is a human rights outrage. We have to do something. We need to have free press. This is the, the most corrupt and evil thing that, that anyone's ever happened. We need to finally take a stand against Saudi Arabia. We can't allow them to continue to have these human rights abuses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's what's interesting to me is that if the media gets outraged about something and you and I, the general public, become aware that there's something that we should be outraged about it seems to actually provoke change. So you have, in this case, uh, I know Mnuchin or whatever that guy's name, the Treasury guy, he's like not going to the next uh, event that's in Saudi Arabia. A bunch of com companies are pulling out money. Uh, there's a serious call that government and Trump should do something. They should sanction Saudi Arabia, that there should be some repercussions. So what's apparently very clear is that when bad things are happening in the world, if the press actually covers it and makes a stink about it, it seems like most people kind of have a humanitarian spirit to them that if they are told, hey, there's this horrible thing that's going on and they can recognize that it's a horrible thing, we all get upset about it and it kind of does force politicians to change what's going on. Now, 
the evil side of this is how come we're not seeing more of that outrage in regards to what's going on with Yemen? It seems like Saudi Arabia has done a lot of terrible shit over the years, uh, and I'm not the most authoritative person to, to talk about this. And I don't totally understand what's going on in Yemen. For the most part, I don't even want to read about it because the couple of pictures you see are pretty horrifying. And I really, I, I don't know, I, I know that Saudi Arabia is doing some bombing and it seems to be creating more of a problem with the famine that's going on over there. And if you see the pictures and the numbers, the numbers are staggering. It's like millions of people. Like, I, I, I don't know, I grew up with people who survived the Holocaust and you heard all the chatter of how did the world do nothing and then you hear about the massive amount of potential deaths in Yemen and you're like well I'm not doing anything about that either and it kind of does strike me like this is such a horrifying thing that's going on and and the honest truth is not we're not all that confronted I'm a guy who reads the newspaper every day and I don't have the full picture of what's going on there uh, I I like I, I don't see that many of the pictures we're just not all that confronted with it and there certainly is the media every single day going hey this is the most horrible thing that ever happened trump needs to do something we have to absolutely put a stop to this tomorrow all the outrage that you're seeing in regard to this one reporter is not really something that at least that i've noticed in regards to other humanitarian uh problems that saudi arabia has caused so what's going on here in my opinion is essentially the media is out to protect its own Someone from the media got got, and so the media is like, shit, you know, you guys can go do all those horrible things, but when it comes to one of us, we're going to start printing some news stories and make it like, we can't have our reporters walking around scared that horrible shit's going to happen to them. These countries have to understand that if something does happen, we're going to make a big stink out of it, and it's not going to be worthwhile for them to go after us. And so, you know, I guess on the positive side, we see the power of the humanitarian spirit of people that when they see horrible things are going on, we're all like, hey, we got to put an end to this. This is really shitty. Uh, But then the scary part is that the media does seem to have a lot of control over what we call attention to and what the general public will be aware of to go, hey, we got to put an end to that. Um, All right. So that's enough of the uh, the bigger news stories from this week. Here's something else that I was thinking about. Um, I noticed when I was in high school, I worked a couple of summer jobs and I took all the money from those summer jobs and I invested it. I, I thought I was going to have a career in Wall Street. It was good to kind of learn about investing. I was very into the concept of saving. I even had a bit of an understanding of the cr- concept of compounding interest. I had big bright eyes for what my financial future would be and the worthwhile of investing what you earn. And then when I was, uh, basically I lost a lot of money on General Motors. Then I lost a lot of money on some like real estate investment where some Jew people scam me and were running a Ponzi scheme. Uh, and when I'm I, like, I, I mean, as a high school kid, I worked like long hours in the summer, probably made three or four grand and just lost a shit ton of it on these stupid, dumb investments. And so I kind of changed my attitude to fuck investing. If you're making money, spend it while you have it, enjoy it while you can. And chances are with the way that currency and inflation is, they're going to rob you of your wealth anyway. So you're stupid to think you're going to save for your retirement. Just fucking spend it, eat some sandwiches, enjoy your cookies. And I don't think that was probably a good perspective. And the reason why is because some of the investments that weren't wiped out, I look at them now, it's hard, you know, it's hard to it's interesting to realize that I'm now 30 and so I'm probably uh, like 12 years out of high school and you look at your investments from high school 12 years later and you're like holy shit this is actually worth some money like that's that that's crazy that the only money I have saved in life is from when I was smarter in high school than I am now 
And so I start thinking, hey, maybe I should, uh, you know, even though I, I think the stock market's a bit of a bubble and it's going to collapse and that you should spend all the money that you have. But I do. <laughs> the other side of me thinks I should start getting a little bit wiser with my money and making some investments. And so on this show, as we continue to explore how you can improve your life, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, reach out to some experts and bring you guys some more investment tips, things that I think might be worthwhile for all of us so that we can, you know, earn more money, start thinking about retirements, thinking about those college funds and how we can uh, help our kids in the future. So going to give a call to our financial expert. We're hopefully going to do more of these segments with people who have some uh, good financial advice. So let's give him a call, see what he has for us. So here we got him on the phone, business consultant, Alex Hughes. Alex, it's great to have you on. Tell us a little about what you got for us. Hey, thanks for having me on. We're having an amazing third quarter. I should say, I should say fantastic third quarter I want to tell you about. These new nicotine vaporizer pods are selling like hotcakes. Okay, you know, I've actually, I've heard quite a bit about the nicotine vaporizers. I've seen them become popular amongst my friends. Single file line, Eric. No. Now, to be, to be honest, it, it sounds kind of loud. You're not special, Connor. Where, where are you right now? I'm stationed at a Lincoln Middle School lunchroom. Okay, and I... I Stop it! Why are you at a school? Well, that's where the business is. These kids are buying these nicotine vaporizer pods. They love this stuff. Mango and cantaloupe flavored only today. So you're actually selling this stuff directly to kids? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Business is booming. 10,000% growth since last year alone. Eric! Oh my god. I mean, I've been reading about that kids were like doing this. I didn't realize it was this much of an epidemic. Yeah, an epidemic of profits. Let me tell you something. I've been selling stuff to kids for years. And someone should have put nicotine in pogs yo-yos or something because man i'm making money okay eric you're not special get back in line okay you've had too many connor not again okay i mean this sounds crazy it seems like these kids are jumping at you for this product what do you think is going on with these kids that they're so desperate for nicotine um i think it's because uh these kids are so ramped up on Adderall. get off my back uh it's just you know they need something to balance themselves out i mean have you ever seen anybody beat a game of tetris tetris and candy crush at the same time huh i can't say that i have uh, i saw a kid today beat candy crush and tetris on five different phones simultaneously so they need some type of nicotine or something to balance them out. And why not get it from me selling them these nicotine vaporizers? Sit down! Single file! We don't have any more strawberry, Connor. No more. So leave. Okay, I, I mean, that's an interesting theory. Uh, I mean, I can hear the uproar behind you of the Sit kids down, that are desperate for this product. Are there any other reasons that There's you would no attribute... Are there any other reasons you would attribute to this trend that kids are so desperate for the nicotine? Yeah, these kids are fucking way more than we did. There's so much pussy to be had here in middle school, and they don't even ask each other out. They have these apps like Bumble and Tender Junior and... Hey, uh, Eric, what's that one app that you got to date now? Oh, yeah, plenty of janitor's closets. Yeah, they, you won't believe the orgies that happen in these closets, which is a great place to have an orgy, because, I mean, after you bust that nut, you got mops and... Okay, okay, okay. We're we're talking about middle schoolers here. This is becoming too much. Frankly, I got to tell you, I was hearing about that, you know, kids were smoking these dual pods or whatever in schools, but this is more than just the pods. This is like a whole different culture than what I went to school with. I mean, yes and no, maybe for us, but for them, it's like they've been having porn on their phones for years. 
So these kids are going to leave middle school having more sex than in Atlantic City Hooker. You thought you were edgy playing spit the bottle. I mean, I saw a ninth grader the other day with a Russian mail-order bride, which is actually one of my next business. These, you know, these ladies are sick and mad. They tutor the kids, then blow them. I mean, how do you lose money with that business? Russian bitches sucking kid dicks. And, you know, come on. Okay, I mean, I'm not all that interested in that business, but it, it sounds like things are going well for you. I hope you're not doing anything illegal. Uh, I, I, I think for our listeners, we're probably going to pass on this one, but we appreciate your time. We'll definitely be in touch down the line. Whoa, 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 whoa. If they pass on this one, I mean, I have another investment I'm ramping up. I mean, if they want to Is that the Russian money. hooker, tutor, blowing people thing? Is that the other one? Yeah, the people. Uh, okay, we're going to get back yeah. to you on that one. That whole tutors. Com. If you're listening okay, to that one, that one sounds interesting. We're gonna move on with their show. Thanks so much for uh, calling right, in, Alex. Tell you, do it. All right, have a nice day. <laughs>